I'm Zach Miller, Editor-in-Chief of Tearsheet. The following was produced by Tearsheet Studios. We worked with Wave, a financial software company for entrepreneurs and small businesses, to create a three-part podcast series on what micro-businesses and solopreneurs really need now from their banks, financial service providers, and financial software. Personal finance app Mint inspired a lot of things. As an early fintech, it showed users the potential of what it could be like to successfully manage your personal finances. For entrepreneurs, Mint was also inspiring, showing the power a financial services app could have to amass millions of users. Mint inspired other founders to launch their own offerings in the space. It definitely inspired Wave's Kirk Simpson. He was especially interested in Wave's pricing model, free. So what started with Mint continues today. Payments and banking products are being increasingly embedded into software, providing users with contextual financial products in the apps they use the most. Embedded finance doesn't just offer software-as-a-service firms new revenue streams, though it does do that well with juicy margins. It is also redefining what it means to be a bank and what users think of as banking. Hi, I'm Kirk Simpson. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Wave, and we build software for small business owners. We started the business in in 2009, got serious about it in in 2010. And if you'll remember back then, there was a new player on the scene called Mint. And, you know, they were aggregating your banking data to create a new easy to use personal finance tool. And James Lockery and I, the two co-founders of Wave, looked at what, what was happening with Mint and thought that there was really something there. Um, the new bank aggregation tools that they were using at the time through Yodely looked like it could make you know, small business accounting much more uh, easy and readily available to folks than it ever had been before. And so we started Wave with the aim of making accounting and invoicing really easy for small business owners. And we again, we were heavily influenced by Mint from the standpoint of the fact that they were offering it for free. They were aggregating the data and you know offering new you know credit card products, et cetera, uh, based on your data. And we thought that was super interesting. You know, as we continued to build out Wave, it became clear that um, that kind of model wouldn't scale in small business. And so we were looking around at the curves on what was happening and and how we could monetize uh, the product and really started to see that payments would be a big driver for us. Um, We could embed payments right into invoicing. And really, that was the start of kind of what was happening in the fintech revolution and we were drawn to it. We thought there was a huge opportunity for Wave, and, and that proved to be true. Fast forward to today, and we've started to see the, the rise of um, banking uh, within software products. And again, we're at the forefront of that with our new product called Wave Money. So what started with Mint continues today. Payments and banking products are being increasingly embedded into software, providing users with contextual financial products in the apps they use the most. Embedded finance doesn't just offer software-as-a-service firms new revenue streams, though it does do that well with juicy margins. It is also redefining what it means to be a bank and what users think of as banking. For sure. I mean, if you look back over the last, I don't know, call it five, seven, eight years, 
payments was the first sort of um, you know financial technology that that started to make its way into SaaS software companies. Uh, and today, I mean, that's become a well-known playbook. You've seen companies like Shopify turbocharge their you know overall revenue story and the you know average revenue per user that they're getting out of each one of their customers by embedding uh, payments within their software. And it was it was clear as you looked at that trend that it didn't need to stop at uh, payments. That there were you know many other things that that you could embed into software once you become the operating system for, in our case, small businesses. And so over the last couple of years, you've started to see, as you said, the banking infrastructure uh, companies start to emerge. And that's given companies like Wave a great opportunity to start embedding you know, many more financial products, including a core bank account into software. And we think we'll see that sort of rise just as we've done with payments within the banking um, functionality as well. Wave Money is the accounting software's big step into banking. It's also an example of how a software firm can intelligently incorporate banking and payment experiences without becoming a bank. When you hear Kirk talk about it, it really boils down to more ways to provide customers with value. Yeah, I think, you know, you can only grow these types of products if there's some value for the customer. I mean, it, it has to start there. When you talk about sending out invoices and sending out billions of dollars of invoices in our case, really the, the, the hook for the customer was why not be able to seamlessly pay, uh, have your customers pay you on those invoices. And in fact, when you look at the data, when you embed payments, our payments on uh, invoices, our customers are getting paid three times faster. So there's got to be, you know, as you mentioned, some, you know, hook and real reason why a small business owner would take that service from you versus getting it elsewhere in the market. I think for us with Wave Money, you know, the vision here is imagine a customer of ours can send out an invoice, get paid by their customer three times faster, have access to those funds and smooth out their cash flow uh, within 15 seconds of getting paid, spend on the card and have it seamlessly book kept and be ready for tax all in one stop. You know, that is the, for a lot of small business owners, the, the dream is to get all of the accounting and tax and all that kind of stuff out of their way so they can focus on their business. And that's really what we're trying to bring to life. I asked Kirk to take us back through the decision-making process at Wave to pull the curtain back a bit as to how he and his team decided to launch a banking product. Wave's core software is free, so Kirk knew all along that he'd have to find creative ways to make money. He even thought he could pull a trick out of Mint's hat. Yeah, I think with many you know startups that, uh, that go out with a free product, most often in the consumer space, uh, at some point need to figure out, okay, we've got a, a, a large audience, people seem to like the product, now how the heck are we gonna monetize? And we certainly went through those growing pains. You know, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, we thought we would monetize through, you know, offers uh, to our customers based on, you know, personalized data. 
Uh, we quickly realized that that was not going to be a good model for a variety of reasons, including privacy, et cetera. Um, and so we needed to look around and say, okay, how are we going to, to monetize this space? How are we going to make sure that the product that we offer drives value for our customers? And we started to see at that point, you know, very much the rise of Square, the rise of Stripe and others, and quickly realized that we had a huge opportunity within the payment space. The question at the time and the question that a lot of, you know, software companies need to ask themselves is how much of the stack do you want to own versus partner? And I think we had many people choose the partnership route. It's easier. It's faster. It's less complex. You have to worry less around, um, you know, security and compliance and that kind of stuff, because oftentimes the partner will take on much of that. But you also sacrifice a little bit the user experience and for sure you sacrifice a lot of the economic impact that your business can can have through it. And so we started by partnering with Stripe. Uh, we were very early on in, in uh, the Stripe story. I mean, what an amazing story it's been. But we realized quickly that, um, you know, we wanted to control more of the user experience. We certainly wanted to, to have more of the economics flow to us. And so we built out a lot of our stacks so that we could control the user experience and own most of the economics. And, and that's been very fruitful for us. But it does take on a lot of uh, risk and complexity around compliance, et cetera. And you've got to make sure that you build that into what you do from day one. Launching a banking product isn't like turning on a light switch. As software firms get more involved with moving money around, they need to change in mindset, how they treat customers, how they communicate, their compliance policies. There's a point they start thinking differently. They start thinking more like financial firms, and that requires some change. Well, I think the first thing that is, um, you know, uh, needs to be a groundswell of um, change within the company is that suddenly you've gone from a, a SaaS company, uh, you know, building software, releasing it, you know, 15 to 20 times per day into production. Sure, you want to make sure that you have, you know, quality built into it. But you also can very quickly come back if a release goes bad. I think once you get into money movement and financial services in general, there is a level of rigor, attention to detail, mindset that is very different. And, you know, we needed to go through that change um, within the company is just to build those muscles, you know, into the DNA of the company that this is not a move fast and break things model. This is a, you know, understanding and a level of empathy that you are dealing with customers' money. Uh, it comes with, you know, huge responsibility and we need to adjust the culture of the company accordingly. So I think that in a lot of ways is the, you know, the biggest switch that has to be made through the process. I think, you know, I'll add one more thing, which is the way we always looked at it was compliance is non-negotiable, obviously, um, but how we do it and how we make sure that 
you know, we follow exactly what needs to be done, but we do it in an innovative way so that it doesn't slow us down and, you know, get in the way of innovation was really, you know, the unlock that our chief financial services officer, Les Whiting, really, you know, created in us is compliance has to be mandatory and we have to take it very, very seriously. But how we, you know, comply and how we innovate around that is the key. Wave Money gives entrepreneurs some powerful tools to work with, especially for people who don't particularly like that part of running their business. Wave's bank account wraps accounting, tax, bookkeeping, and spending together. That sounds like it just makes it a lot easier to manage. Yeah, with Wave Money, you know, what we're excited about is, um, you know, by controlling the transactions that a small business owner makes on your platform, you can do things that are really, really important to the average small business owner. I'll give you a few examples. One is, you know, by controlling the payments experience on invoicing, you know, as I mentioned before, we can really speed up the way and the speed in which uh, a small business owner gets paid. And if you think about, you know, the average small business owner, the biggest issue they run into is a lack of cash flow. And we've heard a lot in the market over the last five years, let's say, about new providers of small business loans. And that's good that there's innovation happening in that space. But the most important thing we can do is get them paid faster for the work they're doing. That often negates the need for you know any sort of loan product if you can get them paid more quickly for the work they do. So that's the first thing that it enables us to do is how do we speed up money into their bank account? And then the second is on the spending side, you know, how do we automatically bookkeep for the transactions? How do we ensure that once they spend on the card, they're automatically ready for tax and they've got great visibility into what's happening on the expense side of their business? You know, those two innovations on the money in and the money out is is where we're spending a lot of time to ensure that we can make it easy for them to, to run their business. It's early days for the product. After planning and building it out, Wave Money is just beginning to touch customers and start that feedback loop in motion. Kirk is excited with where the product is headed. Yeah, we're in closed beta right now. Um, and so, you know, we have thousands of users on the product already um, and we're innovating really quickly based on the feedback that we're getting from real users. Um, and so we're excited about where we're at, but we know that, you know, this is a long game to bring that type of vision to life is, is super challenging and difficult. Let's be honest. Um, but it's great that we have such a large community of users already within the ecosystem in general that we can, you know, give access to the product, get real-time feedback, and innovate at a quick pace. It's easy sometimes to look back and kick yourself when you're building out a company. Things that seem so clear today weren't so straightforward in the past. I asked Kirk about what he would do differently in building out Wave if he had the chance. You know, I think there's many areas of Wave that I, I wish I had made better decisions, quite frankly. Um, I think, you know, in a startup, especially a a fast growing VC backed startup, it's, uh, it's easy to get ahead of yourself on, you know, wanting to take on too much. I think we 
spread the product, you know, too broad too quickly. Uh, and that led to some quality issues. Um, in 2015 and 16, we really doubled down on our core products and, and made them better. And, and now we're in a much, much better place where we're, you know, driving, you know, really high customer satisfaction scores. But I think if there's one thing that I could have done better over time, it would have been to narrow focus to make sure that what you've got out in market is, you know, best in class before moving on to other things. Uh, but as you said, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's it's ended up working out well for the company and our users. But I really wish I would have uh, narrowed fo- focus early on in the journey so that we could have built better products sooner. Getting the timing right on introducing embedded financial products is tricky. If you're a software company thinking about launching banking or payments, it's almost like you need everything else moving forward really well before you make any changes. Wave couldn't have launched Wave Money any earlier. No, I think the 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 market, you know, wasn't ready uh, and we weren't ready as a company uh, to do that. I think now, quite frankly, is the best time for you know, we're still ahead of the curve. This is in the very early innings of, you know, banking within software products. Um, but we're excited about what the capabilities can bring to customers. And we think now's the right time to really drive that um, for small business owners. Yeah, I think payments in, you know, launching payments in our own payments rails in 2013 or 14 was really early and was very much the right call and all kudos to Les on, you know, pushing us in that direction and the team for executing on it, you know, quickly and and seamlessly. Um, I look back on that and think, quite frankly, without that, the company probably wouldn't be alive today. Um, and I think it was really prescient in the market at that time. I think now it's become very much you know, commonplace. And there's a whole, you know, group of, of venture capitalists who just find software companies that have song, strong SaaS revenue and, you know, drive them to embed payments to really drive up revenue. So, and that's in 2021. And so doing it in 2013 or 14 was, as I said, like really, really early. And I'm proud of, of what the team accomplished, uh, you know, at that time. Looking ahead, Kirk and Wave aren't resting on their past success. The firm is maniacally focused on making it easier for small business owners to run their own show, to not get bogged down by financial things, to have one place that handles everything they need to do. Yeah, I think, um, you know, really it's, it's trying to solve the universal problem for small business owners of, you know, managing cash flow and making the back office much easier to manage so that they can focus on their business. And those are universal truths for small business owners. They've been universal truths for, you know, hundreds of years. Um, and there's so much innovation to do to, to solve those, whether or not it's smoothing out cash flow, whether or not it's, it's predicting, you know, future cash flow gaps and how they can get ahead of it, uh, and then helping them to smooth it out. Um, and you know, there's a long way to go in terms of making it seamless so that the 
the whole back office for them just runs smoothly and gets out of their way. And the two weeks before the tax deadline is not the most stressful time for them in the world. Um, and those are the universal truths we're trying to solve. That was Kirk Simpson, CEO of Wave, on how embedded financial products and software can really serve the needs of users and provide value. It's one of the main benefits of Wave's new bank account, Money. It's part of a three-part series Tearsheet Studios is running with Wave. Go to our website, tearsheet.co, to listen and read the other parts of the series.